This episode of the Colton Culture Podcast is presented by Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source of premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle and Portland shops, you'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. Real people offering real service. Use code ColtCulture10 to get 10% off at www.thunderroadguitars.com. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can now get an additional 30% off if you go to distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Colt. That's distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Colt. Or you can get it in the App Store. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now, on sale, and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Colton Culture listeners get 10% off by using the code FRET10. F-R-E-T-1-0, that's code FRET10 at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Fuck. All right, let's we're rolling. Rolling. Planet B presents 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 Colton Culture Podcast. Welcome to episode twenty-four of the Colton Culture Podcast. This is Justin Pearson, and I'm Luke Hinshaw. And today's episode has adult. Um, we were uh, lucky to have Adam and Nicola in San Diego for their show recently, and um, had them on the podcast. Um, it was awesome to hang out with them. Awesome yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. Um, so we had done a track with them quite a while ago. It came out on Dias, and it's called Release Me. <clears throat> and so since then, we kind of talked about working on other stuff together, and we, we sort of redid that track, and we did another one. And yeah, we um, put live drums. Yeah, um, the Planet, Planet B drums um, on it, um, Kevin Avery. And Scott Osment, and it's pretty rad. Um, anyhow, it was, it was nice to get FaceTime with them and be in the studio with them to really yeah. work on things because everything up until that point was um, was done remotely. Yeah, it's funny, like w- working on two tracks with two artists and we've never even really met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was good to meet them. Yeah, it was cool, and um. The podcast proved everything that I kind of already thought. I mean, I think that they're, you know, like when you think of about a about a band or an artist and their and what their inspiration is, it's not always um, really about the music. Mm-hmm. It's about life, and I think that they delivered. You know, not delivered, but like you know, in the sense, like they they like they explained. You know, their influences musical influences and their life influences and i just i felt like we just connected in every every way possible Um, such great people and so um just so kind and smart and and creative and then also too i mean later that night like seeing them perform it was i mean i already love the band but like man it was really really impressive just kind of having all the insight from the podcast already in my brain you know and then to see them play live it just made more sense and and um made me just appreciate them that more but it was cool it was really really fun to work with them um and and just fun to hang out with them um so that's another thing too that like with our podcast we always do it in person um i think it's weird Mm -hmm. when when people do podcasts with without connecting 
I don't yeah. know. Like it just seems it seems different. I want to be like, in the room with them and get the vibe and yeah. Oh, you mean like on the like the little Zoom podcast? Yeah, or any kind of podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've done podcasts, you know, with other people for their podcast mm-hmm. where it was just through Zoom or phone or whatever, and that's yeah. fine. Um, but for me, I, I, you know, I just I want to be able to be in the same room. It just says I don't know. There's yeah, says something else. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was cool to catch up with them, and they did this massive tour, um, and beat COVID and beat I don't know whatever else uh, the obstacles were, and they they were they did this hugely successful long ass tour that part of me envies because we haven't been able to tour, <laughs> but also part of me is like, man, fuck that. And yeah. it, it was like months, multiple, like some crazy amount of. They're like, yeah, fifty days in a row or something. I was just like, yeah. Ugh. um. I remember those days, pretty brutal. But I'm down for it. Um, so, if adult, if you guys want to take us back out <laughs> on tour, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Another 50 dates. Um, so yeah, I guess um, stay tuned for our upcoming uh, release with them, the Planet B adult sort of collaborative thing that we did together. And then also, um, we hope you enjoy this podcast. And um, yeah, here we go. Um, where did you get the leather vest at? Did you just did you did you already have them? You have like matching leather vests. I'm impressed. She's been copying my style for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> we actually like I went we went to this food place because that's what it was. I couldn't even, couldn't even tell you what the name was <laughs> yeah. yesterday in Phoenix, and I was walking in and this person who works there was like, I really like your style, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like, thanks, I ripped it off of Adam. <laughs> 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 but it's cool it's i have a problem with my partner and i when we were b- both like i'm like dude you can't wear a fucking army green shirt and black pants if i'm doing that like it doesn't work you know <laughs> it's but, like when you show up in the morning to breakfast and you both have the same black leg shirt on yeah like, you can't <laughs> yeah, wear that i know we were in target yesterday a two-story one here in san diego oh, never yeah, been yeah. to a two-story target oh and um uh you, I you came up. Give a shout out to Target. <laughs> I'm getting paid by Target. Um, no, and then I, I walked. Nicola was already checking out, and I went up, and I was like, "I'm with her." And the cashier went, "Yeah, that's pretty obvious." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely. That's 25 out. years of working and re- relation. You know, married and working for 25 years. That's you become wild. one. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah, you made it work though. That's really rad. Yeah. It is pretty rad. Yeah. You guys have something so special, and, and <laughs> I want to say strange, but that sounds bad. But it's strange, like oh, it's yeah. it's uh, rare. Or you need, yeah, you hope it's strange. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Strange. Yeah, cool, cool. If it were normal, that would have something be so beautiful yeah. and natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always say weird, and people are like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, it's fucking weird," and that means like it's cool. Yeah, yeah or whatever. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Can we let's talk about a couple superficial things, uh, or not not important like merit, marital things? I wanted to ask you about why you have two microphones, and I'm so jealous that you that you did that, and I didn't do it before you. Cause I'm like, fuck, <laughs> looks so sick with two mics. I was like, damn. I mean, I like you know. I mean, and then like I, I play with Mike Patton, and he always has a damn CB, and I'm like, uh-huh. I want another thing, you know, but I don't know what. We'll see. You know, as we were talking earlier, you travel with a sound person. Mm-hmm. We don't travel with sound person. So I'm like kind of, I don't have somebody that's going to help 
help me out with my vocals. Like if I need suddenly like some crazy delay or ec- oh, echo, yeah. like it's just kind of my DIY DIY way of being able to give myself vocal effects when I want it. And you use both nice. of the, the same boss. Uh, what is that one? Yeah, they're the, the red one. Um, yeah, the VE20, and yeah. I am giving a shout out to Roland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I can just have like a main mic that's like basically like just chorus, yeah. a little bit of chorus. And then I can have compression this, noise gate. Yeah, the second mic. Yeah, right. And both pedals have noise gate on them. And, um, but it sucks with those pedals because you, you, you would think ideally Roland would make, our boss would make the product where you could like sift through the, because you can't change the, the, the setting really quick. Yeah, I mean. You and, could kneel down. And that's know. like, I actually used to just have them on the floor and then I'd have to kneel down every time I want to change yeah. them. But now I've got them up on a stand and now I just pull the stand over. <laughs> Only <laughs> once on tour <laughs> so far. And that was because the yeah. sound engineer did the whole like i mean she was like i need really long cords yeah. and he was like 25 feet's enough yeah and that's the only night that she pulled everything yeah. oh down. yeah <laughs> yeah i've been getting really long cords to cruise out and like yeah. go to the bathroom i and back yeah the i love that like get the <laughs> hell out the of there yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. go, go pay the meter the <laughs> actually that's really funny we, when we were doing this like uh rubicon records show we were by the door and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like gonna go outside because yeah. there was like a bunch of people outside, and I'm like, I'm gonna like go outside and you know sing to these people. Yeah. And then just as I opened up the door and stepped out and was like, yeah, there was a cop. Like, you can still do that, right? I don't. Well, we well, didn't know if it was gonna get how, shut down for yeah, noise I don't know complaints. How legal oh, because it, was. it wasn't like a yeah, a real yeah, it was a record store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and I it was, was late. Like, Talk about was bad timing. Yeah. yeah. Fucking pigs. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's rad. But did, like, just this, just the stage presence uh, of holding two mics just looks tough. It just gives uh, yeah. me. It just gives me something to do. It looks great. I'm gonna tell you though, it's a fucking pain in the ass because I just get those yeah. things all. <laughs> I mean, think about a regular yeah. cable and like. What about cordless? Then, then what? I would just look like yeah. this. Yeah. Like I looked like yeah. I was like milking a cow. Or something. <laughs> uh, I did this. Um, I did this bloody Beirut's thing with those guys, and they and they had at these festivals, and they had these. Uh, they had me sing, and I, they had cordless mics, and I was I was just over it, and just kept chucking the mics into the crowd and le- and leaving. I was like, fuck this. Totally like not professional. Plus, if you had like a, I mean, I look at it like this, like a dog on on a on a leash, right? If you <laughs> didn't have the cable, where would you go? Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. you need. I feel like I need that. You have to I have that just limit. A cable. Yeah, like yeah, if I don't have a, I'll just feel weird. Yeah. Even if even when I'm playing bass, like yeah. I, could, I don't think I could do like cordless. It yeah. Just seems strange mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But by the end of every show, especially not if it's a tiny stage, but if it's medium stage or bigger. By the end of the show, I'll be playing, and then I will think that I see like a big rat coming across the stage, and I'll look <laughs> yeah, over, yeah. and it's just her cords piled up, just <laughs> moving like across. They take great. on their own life. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we did have rats at the London show. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, in the venue, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but not while you're playing. No. Yeah, they'd cruise. They'd leave. I actually and... never saw them. Ross saw them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah, um, and then so I don't know. I wanted to ask you about like what kind of you have like a crazy setup. I mean, I, I never get to like, I always want to bother people, you know, but I know not to, um, when you're on stage, like, what are you running, dude? You know, like 
during a show. <laughs> you just walk up there with like a little clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you got a lot going on. There's this one I got even more going on. Cool. Um, and that's you know the reason I like to tour and I like it to be long tours. This is 51 dates. And if I don't have a lot going on, I'm going to be bored. Yeah. And I need to be able to tweak it so that if it's like a energetic crowd, I can add more like stuff to it. And if it's, you know, like a Tuesday in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Then you can just like, (laughs) yeah, you can just kind of pull it back and not make you look like you're doing way more than you should be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I, I. You're way too excited for like four people. Yeah. But yeah, in the last, for years, I, I had a sampler and a couple synths, um, and I kind of realized that the way I play the sampler is just kind of like maybe the way Luke plays the NPCs, mm-hmm. you know, you're just kind of pushing buttons, and I was like, what if they were bigger? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I'll just play, so I, c- I can play melodies, like, mm-hmm. uh, so I've, thir- it's the, the Roland SPD SX, mm-hmm. another shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> are you guys sponsored by Roland? Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then two pads, and they've got the rim, and the, so mm-hmm. I've got 13 pads, so, like, when I, finally, when we started rehearsals, I was like, oh, shit, like, I've really gotten myself into a pickle here, because for every song, I have 13 different pe- pads. So mm-hmm. remember the game Memory, where you'd like lift mm-hmm. a tile. Yeah. So I ended up having to learn like 240 locations yeah. of everything. Uh, yeah. So talk about not getting bored on the road. Like the first two weeks in Europe, I was like, well, I don't you're think like, I rehearsed I, enough. You're <laughs> like, I think this is this the right is, oh, one. That's the wrong one. <laughs> so so you're playing melodies with yeah, sticks. Like da 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 da. I mean, wow. essentially the same thing as you. Yeah, yeah with the thing same it's just yeah. a finger and i just converted it so like you know ross play, we're talking about ross from black plague a lot yeah. on this podcast yeah. um i uh, love him we let's love just him. give him a shout yes. out yes. yes and lauren God. yes um and so you know he's a drummer so like they they were he was teasing me like because he just kept calling me a pad hitter and mm-hmm. i was like that's exactly what i am <laughs> i am not a drummer i'm standing up and i'm hitting pads and um but so then, but because, you know, we've had a, been writing songs together for 25 years, we've got stuff that I need keyboards, like for, you know, polyphony and stuff, um, or the keyboard, I, I've figured out a way to convert it to a sampler mm-hmm. um, through automation, which I was really proud of this thing. It took me forever to figure it out. But anyways, um, and then I have another, like, unit that, is good for modulation um and then i've got some pedals to that's where i can really put in like if it's like a a rowdy crowd i can just like especially on our last song i just get this like echo going like really fast or really slow so that's what i do so i mean a lot of a lot of i guess a lot a lot of electronic artists will will their 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 sound will be this one level always yeah you you can you can give it to them or, or not give it to them yeah depending on what um, the vibe is. That's exactly. cool. That's cool. Would you guys ever play with, have you ever, has it always just been you two, or have you ever considered? No, in 2005, we wrote an EP called Doom, and uh, I decided, we decided to do all bass and guitar, and then we were like, uh, how are we gonna tour on this? So we brought in a friend played the guitar parts and then it all jived really well and so then we wrote 
two-thirds of the next album together called Give Me Trouble, mm -hmm. and that was a guitar-bass album. Mm -hmm. So not everyone was like, wait, what? So we always are very grateful but to our fans that they took so many different mm -hmm. directions. But with still them. synthetic drums, right? It was not yeah. like a yeah. full band, I guess. No, no, we've never done a full band. Yeah. yeah. And then I toured for years with a bass guitar as part of it. And if you are our second and third album, it's a <coughs> ton of bass guitar. So I think the first That's time I, I saw you, with. you had, was there was there four people or was it three? Three. Three. But there was a stringed instrument in the band the first time I saw you play. Two. It would have been two, a bass and a guitar. You, though. Yeah, you, you were playing bass. You were yeah, playing bass. Yeah, bass. yeah, yeah. I meant there was three people with stringed in, yeah, in the band. So that's cool, but that's kind of weird, too, because you guys have your obvious thing. Because <laughs> you're married, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, don't know. I mean, well, he ended up quitting the band. He was like, yes, it's definitely democratic, uh -huh. and you two always vote the same. Yeah. Oh, so I'm never going to win any arguments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we are, we're still really good friends yeah. to this day. Yeah. yeah. He also hated touring. He didn't like, I mean, you know, touring's really some people challenging. Yeah. For it people some think people like, oh, it's, like it. you know, it must be so great, which it is at moments. Yeah. You get to it, see a lot of venues. <laughs> yeah. You get, to, you get to be in a lot of indoors. Yeah. Black zones. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That's not. We're in San Diego. Hey, I mean, I, what do you want to be out in the sun? I saw, the, some, the I saw some sun coming here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, well, then let's, I would like to talk to you guys about, like, where do you, where do you think all the, I guess, the, um, where it all came from, you know? It's such a strange question. Not musically, but just, like, the vibe or the aesthetic or something. I mean, do you think it has something to do with where you live or how, where do you where do you think all this comes from i guess that's a really weird question i probably mm, phrased no, it pretty yeah, shitty I think but. so i mean i think that obviously your environment plays a certain role in what you do you know because mm -hmm. there's a certain energy there and i do think you know detroit is a really special city for music making mm -hmm. i mean it has such a crazy diverse yeah. history um i think also because we're not trained musicians. We actually went to art school. Um, I think there's, we just a, approach things probably from an artistic perspective. Yeah, yeah. A, a different wow. way. I never, like growing up, I never wanted to be in a band. I just sort of fell into mm -hmm. it because I wanted to go to Germany for free. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think because of that, not Why Germany, if you don't mind. Well, me. Adam got, uh, Adam got invited, um, in 97 to tour, like to do four shows in Germany for his solo project. And like the phone call came in it was a, and a, I was a label like, studio K seven was doing a compilation. They were like, we'd like uh, two songs from you, but then you have to agree to tour four dates in Germany for the compilation, which uh, four shows is really not a tour. I know. Anyway. I know. Um, and so we were, she was sitting next to me. We'd maybe been dating yeah, like, I don't know, a year. I don't, know. Uh, I don't even know what was that. And one. I just said, Hey, can <laughs> you play any instruments? Do you have any wow. musical interest in performing or anything and she's like what and I'm like I'm getting asked to go to Germany but I think I'm going to tell them that I want two tickets because I perform my solo stuff with two people oh yeah which is totally just made up yeah and she was like okay yeah she's like I took piano growing up and whoa I yeah. was like okay and then I said okay I'm in but I'll need two tickets yeah and they're like fine 
Yeah, um, actually, uh, when I was like, and so then you know, you, it wasn't just those four songs. We had to like make yeah, a we whole had to make set. A, we had to make a set, and suddenly we had a twelve. Wow. Band. So, so that then, was the start of the band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that cool. was the band. Just. So I also think that's like a huge. So um, that was our business model. If you're looking to be a band for 25 <laughs> yeah, years, yeah. start off with no plan and Act. keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> but that's like the best thing because you know people are like, oh, that's great. Let's do exactly that. And you're like, mm. that's just bullshit. You got to stumble upon it. <laughs> that's so cool. What were you gonna say? Some... No, I was gonna say I think that's also like some of like just us as a band. It's been a really long learning curve. Like, I actually don't really, like, I feel like we're actually so, I mean, I mean, we, we just didn't start out real natural mm -hmm. at, like, what we were doing. And I feel like I'm really proud of what we do now. Yeah. But don't but, you think all the best things started out like that? <laughs> I really? I, th I do. I think all, at least all the, like, cool, yeah. original, like, soulful things. You're just like, I don't know how this happened. Yeah. And that's the best. I, I really do think that. Yeah. But also the fact that you're, like, you're still learning that's cool too because a lot of people are like i got this and yeah. then they just farted out for the rest of their career and right yeah, like when i moved to the pads i at one point i was like nicola i think i screwed everything up i don't know how to go backwards <laughs> yeah. and i don't know how to go forward i'm not good at it i look at me like like a video of me i'm like i have i'm like look stupid no like, way i saw that and i was like oh shit that looks great yeah first <laughs> but first, it took a long yeah. you just gotta add more fog yeah. <laughs> Fog always makes everything but, but better. Think, to go even further back on your question about, like, where did it all come from? Yeah. You know, Nicola grew up in a really small town in Michigan. I grew up in a really small town in Indiana. I'm older than Nicola. Um, so I'm, I'm growing up in 85 mm -hmm. when I, you know, that year that you change from mm -hmm. a, a dumb kid. Take, I always say there's that year in your, your yearbook where one year you're wearing something really stupid and then the next year you're totally punk but you yeah. actually look really stupid because yeah. you don't know yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So you still look stupid. But if enough time passes, those um, those early punk things look really fucking cool now. You're yeah. like, dude, you were 12 like that? Yeah, oh. <laughs> but, but So for me, I started my first hardcore band in 85 and you know had four friends that I forced to you know go work with me. One still is in music and runs a label, the others have nothing to do with it um yeah. and um but so we both yeah I think we, we both gravitated towards hardcore first but at the same time you know we were still buying the cure and buying pil and depeche mode, and, depeche mode yeah. and skinny puppy and yeah. any, anything that had a weird cover them you know right. <laughs> that's a crazy like point to bring up because i feel like when i was growing up hardcore and and then i guess what would you say like original alternative music i guess would it be like you know the cure and, and and skinny puppy and stuff it just seemed it seemed the same to me like not the same like it all sounds the same i mean it seems like oh yeah i should like all of that shit. right like it makes sense to to like you know like septic death and the cure you know mm -hmm. but in, yeah I absolutely guess, yeah yeah i mean i would have a rudimentary peanut button and a depeche mode button on my jacket and get yeah. made fun of by Everybody, other, other friend punks, and you're like, yeah. we're not supposed to make fun of each other. Yeah. We're, we're all the outsiders. That's crazy because I feel we're lucky, I think, in San Diego because it is very eclectic. And I think because we're not Los Angeles or, or some like, you know, ripping city that has like everything set up for them. So, like, when we were growing up, we would just be like, well, yeah, you're in a funk band and you're in a, you know, you're in a <laughs> fucking, I don't know, whatever. Like, you know, you're a straight edge, straight edge band. Like, let's do this together or whatever, yeah. you know, or like, you want to 
sell spaghetti. We'll do that too, you know. And it just didn't matter. Like you just did whatever, and everybody was cool. Yeah, I think and that's it, important. And if you go back to both of our first cassettes, that did a friend make your cassette? Mm-hmm. My first cassette that changed my life. Uh-huh. A friend of mine moved up from. He's still my friend, but he he had just moved up from Atlanta to Schittsville, Indiana. Uh-huh. Like nothing, no store, you know, no. Yeah. You know, and it was Black Flag. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh-huh. And that's why on our album, Gimme Trouble, it's spelled I-E uh-huh. instead of the mm. Iggy Pop way. Like yeah, yeah. Our Detroit people were like, you spelled it wrong. Uh-huh. And we're like, no, it's based <laughs> off of this record. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, and then the B-side was Depeche Mode's A Broken Frame. Yeah. And I still think that's exactly the Yeah, and I had... And then, I can't. I couldn't tell you what Dead Kennedys record, but it was like Dead Kennedys on one side, PIL on the other side. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like. So it's kind of like two of the best. Sums yeah. us up is like what we're. Still Not that tra- we sound like those no, bands. No, but, but that combination. I feel like we have like a certain ethical code. But maybe you. That's great that you don't sign those bands, but you have these reference points, and I yeah. think that's important. Man, um, I always reference this this quote, and uh, I'll, I I. I I'll go ahead and say it. Um, my friend Gabe Serbian passed away, but um, he people always ask him like, "How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you play? Like what? Like what? Like how do you do this hardcore? You know, like what hardcore bands do you listen to?" And he's like, "I don't listen to hardcore. I just play it." And I was like, "Oh, that's a fucking jam right there!" Like you, it just seems so. Um, he just or every. I think a lot of us, you know, and you guys included, like we have the ability to to take in. Um, and not necessarily let them be influential to the f- point where we're rec- recreating something. Right. But we you're, need those. You're copying. We need some, those things to, sound, to yeah, emulate something. Yeah. Because yeah. there is like the the DNA of whatever you guys are creating has black flag in it. But but to but it most people they right, would never it know. Sound you know? anything yeah. like that? I think that's sometimes um, where I do kind of get a little frustrated with like how we get categorized because it's like I don't. I mean, yes, we are an electronic band. Um, and we do have a lot of like melodies, and I mean, we have like I don't even know how many fucking songs, like a like a, a hundred and fifty songs. So yeah, some of them are like pretty, and then some of them are like, in my opinion, punk songs. Yeah. But like people never like look at us as a. They'll be like, oh, you're a synth pop band. I'm like, no, we're not a synth yeah. pop band. I mean, if you want to say we're a synth punk band, yeah, that makes better sense to me. Yeah. But it's just like. I think people's misconception of like who we are sometimes frustrates me. We've been very careful of the covers we do to kind of try to do that little Mm -hmm. bit of a reference point for people. So like for years we were doing Tuxedo Moon, No Tears, and like on this tour we're doing Screamers. Oh, cool. Which Screamers song? 122 Hours. I love that song. Um, Which makes sense because I can see a, you can see the lineage from that to you yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not only noting your history; it's also hopefully allowing people in the audience that don't understand where the reference points are. Yeah. Which is also pretty cool too, because that would be like, um, I mean, maybe when I don't know, you know, people were first discovering the Dead Kennedys, they they didn't know where their reference points were. They were just like, "What is this thing?" You know. So yeah. people are seeing you, and you, yeah. Um, because the Dead Kennedys had like some shit going on. They were the best, like talent-wise. They're just like they were players. Were like minor, no offense to like Minor Threat or whatever, but like mm-hmm. they weren't really like that technical. But I mean, it does seem like there was a weird blur or or like something between the the Sex Pistols to the PIL world because PIL carried on like 
the Sex Pistols like punk rock stuff, mm-hmm. and I use that in, in like air quotes. But but it became the real punk band because they were like changing shit and do. Because if you look back, the Sex Pistols were a pop band, right? You know, right. the PIL was fucking weird and doing strange ass shit, and totally they were weird and like kind of funky in a strange way yeah. too, right? Like, but but even the fact that they were kind of funky, yeah. I mean, you had like Jaw Wobble was you know obviously on that tip or whatever, but like. They all of their like they were like into like reggae and shit, right. you know, and like I don't know that. So it it is kind of interesting to see where things translate and how they come out of other people, where you can't find the the roots of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, In any art that I like, it has to have an individual voice. That's mm-hmm. what I always boil it down to. I want to know that it's that person. Doesn't mean it can't change, mm-hmm. but you know. It is weird because we we're friends with that band Black Dice. Are you guys familiar with them? Mm-hmm. And they started out like as a brutal hardcore band, and now they're all electronic. Oh, crazy! And and people trip out on that. And it is like if you look at the, their their first record and their last record, the recent record, it, it's two different bands to most people. But I think like to me, it, I think that like the shift in in the in the in their in their duration of them as being a band so far is like really rooted in punk ethics yeah and the fact that they were able to adapt and change with the world and with themselves and be like we're gonna do this other thing and yeah. this is fucking cool and yeah. be honest yeah that's really important yeah there's not a lot of that uh well there's a lot of non-honesty stuff happening i suppose well also i mean <clears throat> i think as an artist it's like to just constantly repeat yourself is just kind of boring yeah mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, ro- like, I guess if you want if you want to be, be super successful, that's what people want. But that's not like my measure of success, yeah. right? It's like keeping like growing, challenging yeah. yourself, like seeing mm. where you can push yourself. You know, sometimes mm. it's good to be a little uncomfortable. Yeah, sometimes not with the fans. <laughs> they take it really <laughs> not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, we, that's think, why we are so lucky to well, 25 yeah. years, and it feels we, like 90% of everyone's gone with us on that it, journey. I think yeah. yeah. we pissed a lot of people off when we were just like, look, we are not fucking Electro Clash. So uh, yeah. if you're on the Electro Clash bandwagon, have fun with that because this is where we're going. And I so I think we did actually lose a lot of people. But, you know, we kept a certain. Like the people that stayed with us, they under they understood the change, mm-hmm. and then I think we've you know because of also just being like so like no this is like what we're doing I think then you know new fans come along and they understand that, that that's a really interesting point because like when Electro Clash became a thing I feel like and if I'm wrong correct me please but you were already on this trajectory of where you where you were headed like you were already focused and then this popular thing happened yeah. everyone, everyone's like oh cool we're gonna go over there and you were just like no we're fucking on this route right now like yeah. we're staying we it's... took a whole year off of playing shows we were like because of electric Club. yeah we, were like, we want this name to go away <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. we were just to yeah. us just a punk band using synths yeah uh, and, it was like, and yeah. that whole scene was just like so about, about vapid fashion, fashion and fashion and conscious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like we were just like no we're Irony. like you know I like that I said it like that. We're like talking about. <laughs> you guys don't know Screw how much it. I hate irony. <laughs> <laughs> and ironing. Yeah. I I actually tried to iron this shirt before you came and picked us up, and 
You guys are still so, looks like shit. It's so funny. Like I hate ironing. So to everybody yeah. listening, you guys screen printed all your merch and you were Not like all dying of it. your yeah. some no, of we, it. Yeah, she yeah. She does special yeah. handmade runs. She made her own earrings that'll be available. Whoa. Which I learned she learned that how I to hate epoxy and do yeah. everything. That's pretty rad. Weird yeah. merch is I just cool. like to hang out at Joanne Fabrics and <laughs> yeah, Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're not... all going to get a 50% fund from Joanne Fabrics <laughs> if you enter in the code adult sews. You should wrap your van with like a like Joanne Fabrics uh, logo and like uh... but don't ever go to Hobby Lobby. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Them. Last time I was there, it was so funny. We stole so much shit. Good for you. Yeah, it was like, I was a lot younger. Do you guys know Scott Bybin? He's pretty famous uh, criminal. I was with Scott Bybin. He stole all this shit to make a kite. I don't know why he wanted to fucking kite. I don't even know what I was doing with him. We were probably somewhere like by Detroit. Um, and uh, he, he, Hobby Lobby, he stole all this stuff to make a, a, um, a, a kite. And I went out to the car and I was waiting. I was like, God damn it, man. He got caught shoplifting, huh? And like, I don't know, it felt like forever. It's maybe a half an hour later, or maybe an hour. I don't know. He came out and somehow he talked, because they're fucking stupid. He talked him in to giving him the shit and giving him money. Yeah, it was weird, dude. I was like, leave it to that guy, Scott Vibin. He He's a prankster. Like, he does all kinds of shit. But he, yeah. He maybe fucked. he just quoted a couple Bible, Bible. verses or something. He probably could get away with that. Him. Yeah, yeah, he did it. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna go somewhere before the Hobby Lobby thing. With Sorry. Crops. No. Take your time. Uh. <laughs> you can just edit um. out the silence. No, it would be good though because no one would mess with your van if it was, if right. it was like Joanne Fabrics. Yeah, we always joke. We're like, I mean, obviously we're constantly paranoid um, with getting our our van broken into, and there's been some really terrible um, stories recently of people who have mm-hmm. gotten all their gear stolen, and I just don't ever want to be. In that situation but sometimes we laugh when we see like other vans like at gas stations or mm-hmm. you know on the expressway we're like dudes yeah. don't put fucking stickers yeah. all over your oh, van man, and look I like know. a fucking band yeah. born against like, did it they had like we, all this christian shit all over yeah. it like total like god bless america and guns yeah. and whatever and no one ever messed with yeah. that man mm. our van just looks like a park ranger van yeah but well our van that we have has a the best is the license plate frame uh, it used to be um, the Span Retox's van, so Mike Crane, uh, it said uh, Mike Crane's mobile dog grooming, and no one's going to fuck with that. <laughs> no. Like, what are you going to break into that and get a bunch of dog shampoo, yeah. you know? Because we've been robbed. Yeah. So, yeah. We thought yeah. about putting biohazard on the side. Yeah, yeah that would be but good, then, too. Like, you, then, you, then you're going to Canada. That's not good. I know, well. yeah. <laughs> the dog grooming thing probably works. And sometimes I'd be cruising around, like, not on tour, and people are looking at me like, what the fuck, this shitty-looking van with a dog groomer thing? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> Actually, you know, what would be the best is, like, pest control. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. whenever you see those vans, you're yeah. like, oh, oh, touch that. Yeah. Or, like, manure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were, it would be cool, um, and, but someone just stole our catalytic converter, you know, oh, and that's shit. just like, uh, that shit's wild, but... Good luck. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Could have been worse. Uh, well, knock on... This is for Micah, but... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. This is real wood? Yeah. Um, oh, here. Well, okay, what about so you this? guys... What? I wanted to jump to yeah. the story with you guys getting stuck at the airport. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so we are on a 51 date tour. We had 23 dates in Europe. It started March 5th-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember the start date. Uh-huh. 
Um, and it was really wild. We were like many of the clubs. We were like the second, third act since they had been <laughs> open. Like we skidded in like we were we didn't even know the tour was, was going to happen until mm -hmm. nine days before because we were waiting to see if Germany was going to lift their COVID oh. restrictions. Yeah. So it was booked like in the middle point before um, what was the one variant that just happened? Right. D Delta. Well, well is, no, it was booked. I mean, this two is like the third. Ago. Oh, this is yeah. The third booking yeah. of this tour. And so we asked our agent, like, you know, should we move the tour to this fall? And he's like, guys, like everything from February before is the fall now. Yeah. yeah. There's no room. No it's going to be 2023 yeah. spring if we move the tour. And, you know, and not pressuring us and totally awesome guy and everything, but he's just like, this is our only yeah. option or it's a year. So we were on board, but like, you know, you're rehearsing, but you're kind of not rehearsing because yeah. you're, yeah, like, you're like, is it going to happen? So we didn't know nine days before. So anyways, it was that close on every country. It was like, you know, people c coming in and being like, all the COVID restrictions are lifted. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay. And, um, and so everything went fine. And then apparently we think we got it in Switzerland, which was like the fifth last show. Because we woke up with this weird yeah, tickle. Yeah, we were just mm. like, the, the the whole hotel smelled like hot plastic. Whoa. Mm. They had just renovated yeah. it. Ugh. So, I mean, I, so we just thought it was we off-gassing. Like, it must be like the room. Like, yeah. It was nasty. And, um, and then... By the time we got to Paris, um, it was our second to the last show. And like literally like an hour before that show started, we got th the note that it's like, your Nijmegen show is canceled. All the because has. everybody has COVID. And we were like, oh, that's a bummer. But then it was but just then we weird, were like, like tours over. Fucking tired. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then we didn't know that we were had COVID. And so, that, you know, we were extra tired. But tour, at, at yeah. the end of a oh, yeah. yeah. five-week yeah. tour, you're yeah. just tired. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think if, you know, people want to... Like, if I was to talk to a doctor about COVID symptoms, I'd be like, it's the same as two or three. Yeah. You cough, yeah, yeah. you're tired, yeah. you ache. Yeah. 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 Um, and so anyways, we went to the airport to get, you know, to fly home still, you have to, from Europe. They test Not you Not from there. Canada, yeah. but from Europe, you have to get a test and we failed. Wow. And then we were stuck at the airport for five more days mm. and yeah. just had to just pay all that money. Yeah. When we got a dumb airport hotel because it was cheap and it had a kitchenette oh and yeah so yeah. we and, and they're just our, like because we couldn't go out to eat now yeah we had covid wow so um but yeah, yeah it was nuts it it, was there nuts. was some really nice in 1998 we played munich and we hadn't played since and when we got there the promoter was like hey so upstart owns this um this venue you played for him at a different venue <laughs> 20 some years ago wow. and he's going to try to come tonight but he just wanted to welcome you and he's uh -huh. so excited that yeah. you're still working so long and we're like oh it's really nice yeah we're in this airport hotel and we get a note from the promoter that's like upstart wants you to put an extra 300 euros into the invoice just to help you out on the road wow. he had no idea we were stuck yeah. at this hotel so I've... we were like oh my god that's like a christmas mm. miracle i have never had a tip <laughs> have you had a tip no no it that's felt so, so nice. Wow. Like you were part of a, you yeah. know, yeah. it really felt cool. Everybody working together. And yeah. so. That was the punk stuff. That wasn't the electric class shit. That was like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. that, that yeah. person was like, yep, yeah, this is how it is. It's yeah. like a code or something. Yeah. yeah. So that, that worked out fine. And then 
we were supposed to be home, I think, nine days before North America mm -hmm. started, and then we ended up with, like, four days, and we were running around like crazy. We were so crazy leaving our house in Detroit that I left this on the kitchen chair. Yeah. <laughs> this is it, my to, wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past, like, past, oh, like, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we that's to, how nuts it was. We had to have our friends bed exit to the next city. Wow. Or the first city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, so it's been a... And we're, we pride ourselves on not forgetting anything. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. like, but that probably came out in your in your performance. I'm sure this the shows are just awesome, you know? You know, you're just like on fire every night. You're just like, fuck, like a rabid dog. Just. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. I don't know, how do you feel, how do you feel like before you perform? Because, you know, you, like, you give a, a lot. You know, I get real, like, especially when you're on tour, like, I literally, like, before a show, I am like this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like literally sitting, you know, backstage or in the van going, I can't possibly do this show. Like, I every have, night you say that. Yeah. I have like zero energy. No, you say it every morning. And I say it every morning when I wake up. <laughs> I say, I, I cannot, cannot do this. I'm not going to, these bones are not going to get out of bed. But you know how it do is. Do you feel that way? Um, I don't know if I feel that way. I feel like I don't have a choice. Um, I'm like, I'm here. I got to do this thing. <laughs> but I do, I do kind of like try to assess the situation, but I, I it, and there is, it's funny because everybody's different. Like Luke's a lot different, but I always trip out with like, I played with um, Nick Zinner, who's in the IAS, mm -hmm. and that motherfucker gets so anxious and stressed out and shit. And I'm like, I don't know, don't you do this all the time? Like, to, right. you know, he's just like getting mad, like playing at the smell, you know, like uh -huh. in Los Angeles. He's like, I'm like, dude, it's fine, you know, like I don't know. So I do try to try to look at it in a in a in a in a different light, you know. But there are yeah. times where, you know, where it's like, it's one thing if you're playing and you're and you're the like not necessarily the headliner, but like you're, it's your show, you know, yeah. like if you're, but if you're just like an opener for something and you're just like, fuck, it's going to be like, like you have to kind of, um, compete. And that's, that's the part that I don't like when I'm like, yeah. not compete, but you have to, like a good example is, um, this band Def Club just played, um, this John Waters thing and it mm -hmm. was, and it was cool. Um, but no one was that, not as, I mean, there was a, maybe like, there was a lot of, there was like 500 people. There was probably like three people that were there to see us. It wasn't and, your fans. No. And it was. Right. And everyone was seated in tables. Yeah. Oh. It's just like fuck. I love that image of you up on somebody's mm -hmm. big round table. Yeah, but that's table. so that's the thing is like <laughs> I looked at it like, God damn it, like this isn't gonna be I don't want this is this sounds weird, but like it's not like it's fun. It's just it's like we have to do this for ourselves. Right. It's not gonna be like this is gonna be fucking rad, like we're gonna play in a hardcore band and then it's right. gonna be awesome and circle pit and like it was no, it was like this is gonna be a lot of work. And yeah. we're probably gonna bum a lot of people out, which is fun to me in some way. But like, yeah. it was like a, a work, a workout. Yeah. But with you guys, like, I feel like your show tonight, like, you're just gonna go fucking kill it, and everyone's now you're psyched. Making me feel like it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> so stressed out. I mean, I keep going because I, we really need to, especially now more than ever, keep weird culture alive. Oh, that's and, so cool to hear. And you say if that. you don't do that, it's gonna go away. And like, we played New Year's and. In Minneapolis and I was talking to a friend of mine who was doing a New Year's party in Detroit and I'm like why are you doing it are you with you know with COVID are you nervous like yeah. this and he was like we're gonna follow the protocol and mm -hmm. also if I don't do this on New Year's some idiot is going to do a party in the mm -hmm. same venue and just brainwash a bunch of stupid people <laughs> and he's like if I do this I help culture and I help wow. people and you know for me I mean it's like 
first, you know, first cassette I got yeah. it changed my life. Yeah. I was like, oh, these people speak the way I speak. They yeah. think the way I think. Wow. You know, you're not converted. You're like, that's what I've been. That's what's been missing. Yeah. I, it just you click suddenly. Yeah. It's and, a secret code, I think, or yeah. like an unspoken language yeah. or something where yeah. you relate to it. And then when uh, when I read the book, uh, our band could be your life. I mean, that was it. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I'm just gonna get in a van and just keep going. I'll go to these tiny cities. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was super cool. We played Oklahoma City. It was dead, and the promoter afterwards was like, that was so great. Yeah. And I was like. He's like, you saw the Sex Pistols movie, like you don't know who those people yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah, like, that's yeah, so yeah, cool. And then yeah. there was this. Uh, other what was that 24 hour party people yeah. where they pointed that out? Yeah. yeah. And then there was this other guy there, and he was, he had come down from Wichita, and I said something like, you know, and I was talking to this guy, I'm like, it really takes only one person mm -hmm. to change a city. I don't know if you know mm -hmm. Magus, mm -hmm. Jim yeah, Magus. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, when he opened Weekend Records in the 2000s in Chicago, when it was still mm -hmm. real Chicago. Wait, Jim owns that record store? He, he did. did. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Weekend. Didn't we work with him? Yeah, he worked. We worked on a film score with him. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Z R yeah. Argento. Mm -hmm. so, um, so you know, he was on our label. I produced some yeah. of his stuff. Oh yeah, we're old friends. Um, and so like his record store literally started changing that city yeah. at that time. I mean, mm -hmm. there, of course there were other stores, but it, it started this scene mm -hmm. that we were all part of. And I was telling the story and then it's really cool. This guy from Wichita went up and now he's starting to promote parties in Wichita. Cool. You know, Whoa. and that's to me, that's so I played for yeah. 15 people. Yeah. So what now? That's going there. That's going there. That's that's also to Martin. the Martin Atkins thing. Yeah. He always says like, if you have two new fans at a show, mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I, I always trip out like, why, dude? You you were like, yeah. in everything awesome. You you know, and I'm like two. That's the number. <laughs> he's like, and he's just a humble, you know, and he know, but he knows, like he knows. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool. Well, I'm I'm glad that you guys are still doing it, and I think it's it is important. Thanks. I think it's important on levels yeah. that I wouldn't be able to articulate, or levels that I can't even understand. Like those are that's so cool. Well, what else do we all have to do, right? No shit. It's survival. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's survival, but not for us, you know? Right. Uh, it's like a larger... A larger I also thing. get a real kick that we, we work in a... Even though it's still inside capitalism in a way, uh -huh. we have uh -huh. a system that's just like how the two are routing with Black Flag and everything. It was... It, it was it was parallel to the mainstream, but it was its own new world. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's... I don't know. I think I just hit the end of my word count. Well, I, think, I think it's time. Justin's gotta go do oh. yoga. No, no, no. You, I no, gotta. We do gotta, all, gotta do all kinds of stuff. We gotta, yeah, we gotta. Um, okay. You gotta get ready for your tour. I'm gonna play a whole bunch of houses. I'm playing in a tunnel, like because we can't book anything. <laughs> we're just we're mainly going to play a festival, and I'm like, dude, we gotta fill up every day. Just put something there. I don't give a fuck what it is. We're playing like some pizza thing outside, like whatever. <laughs> Pizza Gate. You never know, though. Like you know, like people are like, I'm, a, I'm not playing in a fucking tunnel. Like I've seen some crazy oh, shit in tunnels. You, you yeah. never know. You yeah. Never know. But what we do is we walk into to every venue with a bad attitude, <laughs> and then when yeah. you're surprised, a bad attitude or low standards. Low, both. Oh. No, just low standards. Yeah. I, don't, I don't walk in with a bad attitude. Yeah, yeah. bad attitudes like fuck this. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, we, no. Have a yeah. Good, we have a good attitude. We just have low standards. Low standards. Yep. Yeah. I have a, also a question I want to ask the two of you that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially since you're going on tour and it's like how many, sh it's, it's actually a tour, but how do you feel about bands that are like, I'm going on tour and then it's like just weekend, <laughs> weekend shows. I'm like, it's called a I jaunt, mean, right? I think can we it's like, a jaunt. just I'm going to play agree some shows. that like, yeah. if, I mean, what do you think? Like how many days 
are reasonable to say it's a tour. And then how many days are like, I'm playing some shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. the language of it. If it's if it's longer than a weekend, right? So I think like five maybe would make it. Uh, you could go. Tour? You could like kind of be like a little tours, a mini tour. That's exactly like, mini tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it takes like but, fourteen to be a tour. I think That's, ten. I think ten yeah. would be a tour. I would say at least and we've two lost weekends. All of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's like. No way! Everyone's like, "Oh shit! This is not a tour. We can't put that on the back of our t-shirt." People are updating their social media right now. Oh, it's not live. Like, add more dates. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play the pizza shop. I yeah. Fucking <laughs> pizza shops. Hey, at least you're probably getting dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's a pizza. I do want to play a show and try to eat, eat eat food while I'm playing. I don't know how to do that. I don't think I can. Actually, actually being a singer, you I should try to play I, while eating a bowl of soup. And see if you don't spill it. But I thought, like, if we were holding pizza or, like, a burger, like, you could kind of fuck around and, like, still mm-hmm. kind of perform. Because how rad would be if, like, if you came out and you were, like, holding a burger and you and you, and you would, like, kind of eat and then do the song. And then, right. But holding a... Well, you actually have two mics. So a we'll, chili yeah. dog. Well... <laughs> she could have sauces. She dips you know the what? two mics in. I, learned, I, learned, I think I could do it because I learned how to drive, a, you know, a stick shift. So uh-huh. I was always really proud of myself. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I would always get, like, ice cream cones. Yeah. And I would be, like... <laughs> Eating the ice cream cone uh, and shifting, so yeah. I could I could probably eat and sing with two mics, yeah. maybe. Except food would be. I mean, out. I spill everything on myself anyway, yeah. so like it wouldn't be a problem. <sighs> we just derailed this whole yeah. podcast. Yeah. All right, on that note. Can I, we get you guys to introduce yourselves? Oh yeah, oh. we should do that for the beginning. Well, we're gonna keep it at the end. <laughs> oh, okay. And after all this time, you have been listening to. Me, Nicola Cooperus. And Adam Lee Miller. We are from the Detroit band Adult, and we've been around 25 fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us, you two. Fuck yeah. That was awesome. There you have it. Episode 24 of the Colton Culture Podcast. Uh, if you get a chance, check out Adult's recent album, Becoming Undone. It's awesome. It's uh, one of my favorite records. I think they really stepped it up. And um, it probably won't be on tour for a while, but if you get a chance to check them out live, please do. Check out the other episodes on 31G SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, or whatever other shitty streaming service you use to get your podcast. God, we're so negative. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Colton Culture is proudly sponsored by Earthquaker Devices, Fender, and Heartwork Coffee. Planet B. Planet B.